Hey guys, this is your host Gooby, and welcome to the Toon Balloon Podcast, our outlet to discuss, theorize, and enjoy our favorite webtoons with the occasional anime and manga sprinkled in between. In today's episode, my friend B and I will be hosting an in-depth analysis of chapter 186, I Have a Theory of Lore Olympus by Rachel Smythe. If you would like more opportunities to support the beloved creator, then please consider purchasing the latest Lore Olympus hard copies, merch, or even simply subscribing to her webtoon. I will leave links in the description below. To spice things up for the podcast, my friends and I will be delivering more analyses of your favorite webtoons in the coming months. These frequent uploads would not be possible without the help of my wonderful co-hosts, B and Panda, and your support. Thank you so much for this fulfilling year of podcasting. Now, before we start, I would recommend that you read the chapter first before listening, because there will be spoilers. You have been warned. Now, let's talk. Lore Olympus, episode 186. I have a theory. All right, guys, so we are doing a big in-depth discussion on episode 186 of Lore Olympus. I have a theory. Now, this is something I do a lot on the podcast, and I am here with my very special co-host, B. Hello. And we're going to get down into it. So let's see what we could talk about first. So from the last um, discussion, we were talking about all these cute interactions with Persephone and her own emotions towards Hades. And we find these two just like cuddling at the very beginning of this chapter, which is just absolutely gorgeous to look at. It is. And I, I love, I really love the emotion in this picture. Hades' face is just like, I am nervous, but I am loving that she's holding me. And he's just in this parallel and you see him then be vulnerable. I've never been stuck like this before. And they're just that same. It's kind of where it ended off last chapter, starting off this chapter. And he's just nervous about being Titan sized because he has no idea about the ability. And he's talking about like, I was so upset and angry. I don't know what got into me. And then Persephone is just trying to calm him down and rationalize his emotions. Yes, I know we like we kind of touched on this in the last chapter where essentially same thing with like Persephone. She went into Titan form because of like this protective sense and like to she did it for her friends and family and in Hades sense he was doing it for for Persephone's protection. He's here like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to get him for Apollo, which yes. Mm -hmm. And and in this sense, he's like, I don't know what came over me, but I'm I'm like, dude, you're just trying to protect someone that you love. And that's very, very nice emotion to have. And the comparison to Zeus here, eating a fertility goddess and essentially being in a Titan form is such a very, very particular parallel in my opinion, because he's here like taking advantage of somebody and everything in a Titan form. And Hades is using his titan form for like the good of another person 
Yeah. Let's talk about Zeus's uh, Titan form. The picture that goes along with this to show it's it's absolutely gorgeous. I love the lightning that's going through his whole body. The lightning that's outside, the rain. And I kind of want to say that it's rain. I kind of want to say that Zeus is having a tear. I don't know what's going on here. But it's just gorgeous. It's a power picture for sure. And then all of that to go to Hades where he says, he said he didn't like losing the control in the way because it made him look like our father. And the first thing you see is how, how like, ugh, because he's always being compared to his father. And then Persephone's eyes, like that picture, it's, ugh. Reading this and then looking at it is such a. You need those visuals. I feel like her expression is just changing each time he mentions something more expressive of how he feels about himself. I mean, he's here just hurt just thinking about like his father and how traumatizing it is to be compared to such a person. And it melts her a little bit because she just wants to be there for him. Like she's here reassuring him. You don't look like him. And he's here look like, girl, I, I look like him. <laughs> you can't yeah. deny it. I love that he he's smiling when he's just like, sweetheart, you know that I look exactly like him. It's okay to admit it. And then uh, it continues on. And later on, she she responds with, you look like someone who is incredibly special. Ah. Like there's that tension again. Like, girl, just just kiss the man. <laughs> I I was expecting at least like a forehead kiss or something. She's just here, like, you know what? You are like a special god, <laughs> and she's just correct. Like that close up, those little that forehead touch was so sick and cute because she's just here giving him that eye contact. That's so cool. Yes, I I actually even though they don't kiss, I'm totally okay with them cuddling and like her hair wrapping around and it just it's so cute I can't it's so intimate like even without all of the the lip locking it's just this intimate touching that I think is just as uh affectionate I'm one of those people that I I truly believe that like a husband washing the dishes for his wife that is an intimate thing like (laughs) So them just cuddling and holding each other. I'm like, oh, you're precious. That's like your love language. I feel like that's like their love language here too. It's just quality time, that physical touch. Like that's everything to them. And look at that. That panel's so cute though. Their colors. I love their color contrast. And here when they're just like this close to each other, it's like this beautiful, beautiful little panel of like splashes. I love it. I absolutely love Hade's face in this. He just, you can tell the emotions and then you can just see Persephone wrapping around all of him. Like that is such a wholesome picture. Her artwork has been beautiful throughout all of the episodes, but as it continues, the emotion in them just gets deeper because she's getting used to drawing these characters. And that picture just, it's surreal. Mm -hmm. 
I love that he's blushing. Like both of them have got those little blushies on the on their cheeks and everything. And they just look so relaxed and sincere. I just love like the sincerity of his eyebrows when they just he's just feeling everything. I love it. And and, and then we get a close up. There's a close up of these two, and it's just like oh, give me more. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And then it's she's cooking for him. Going back to the whole dishes thing. Ah, I love it. And he just, he's in the doorway. Oh my gosh, you could have woke me up. I feel lazy. And she's just like, I just want to cook for you. I want to be that wife for you. You just need to understand that I would make a good housewife and a boss of the underworld. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's her. I feel like if, since we talked about love languages earlier, she definitely is like an acts of service kind of person. She's just, you know, she just wants to, you know, do things for him it's so sweet like i feel like with the ledger she just wanted to do something for the underworld and that is a big part of hades and for her to just be like i want to make something to make it better and i mean you could feel that he's like just astonished and feels loved by it and little things like her cooking a big meal that's so cute i uh, i really like that you brought that up persephone very much is a talk is cheap, show me what you're going to do kind of person. And she also displays that with herself because she's always going and doing things for others. Mm -hmm. And let's see, she says here that she's nervous about returning, which is fair. I mean, this is about her trial and everything. And, you know, he's like, I was thinking I could talk with Zeus. And she's here like, "Uh, don't. And this is about her trauma. Which this is like a very sensitive topic. And I, I'm glad that Hades is understanding in the end. And he doesn't want to like do the talking for her because this is her decision. This is her personal problems that, you know, if she wants to be open about it, she has the authority to do that and make her own decisions about it. Yeah. I really like that he emphasizes that Apollo can't get away with this. I think it's horrible that so many victims, they, they don't talk about it because either a you don't want to you want to think that you are a victim of this kind of thing or you care about the attacker so much that you don't want to upset them and that's horrible and i hear and here too in olympus apollo has a sort of fame he has like a personality status for all olympians and to combat that is going to be really difficult for her if she were to try to stand up for herself against him a lot of people are going to be like well they're going to say things that she's not going to want to hear you know because they're going to believe apollo's side because he has more and in her sense she has notoriety in comparison to him which freaking sucks but i know that that's like a pretty normal thing that a lot of victims suffer from and yeah, I feel like Persephone's portrayal of it all is just like a, I think a really good interpretation of what real victims deal with in real life. And I think Rachel really handles it with grace. I, I like how she touches on these topics and that she has people for Persephone to count on. Because I know a lot of people with sexual trauma really could use that. Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, I really like how... And she's just like, no, I'll manage it. And he he just, okay, you'll have my word. I'll I'll leave it alone. And that picture of them hugging. I'm so sorry. 
Just again, the emotion. <laughs> ah! They're so stick and sweet together. I can't. Also, like I know, um, like Hades wants to expose Apollo, and you'd be like, "Yeah, Apollo's can't get away with this. I'll kill him." You know, <laughs> it's um, but I don't know how this has like this affects the trial in my opinion, because it doesn't have anything to do with her act of wrath. This does have a lot to do with, like, I guess Apollo's proposal for her, if that's something he's trying to combat, but it doesn't really have anything to do with the trial at hand. So, and also too, Apollo, he's here trying to, like, expose her for things, but I I also think, what does this have to do with the trial? You know, these are, like, personal matters at that point. Well, the whole trial got brought up because he wanted to bring dirt on her. And the purpose of bringing dirt on her was because he wanted he wanted either A, her to have a punishment and be married to him, mm-hmm. or B, everyone to hate her. And clearly nobody's hating her. And the punishment isn't going to be to marry him. Because in the courtroom, it's very clear. Hades is like, yo, this was my domain that you didn't take care of. So it looks like the punishment is going to be to be in the underworld, which actually wouldn't be a punishment, but um, <clears throat> And so Apollo is having such a hard time with this not going his way and not being about him that he's about to make it about him because narcissism. Mm-hmm. Ego. Butt face. <laughs> he is. He's a butt face. He is. I, I want to... That, that'll be covered in the roast coming up soon. <laughs> we have to make it a thing. Speaking we have of- to. We're, we'll get a hold of Panda. We'll, we'll let Panda know about the, the roast God. coming. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah. Well, she mentions... Of- yeah. Why did I he think ban him? Yeah. <laughs> I think we knew it's like, let's talk about this. Yes. I love that she's concerned. She's just like, hold up, did you ban him because me? And he just cuts her off. Is this coffee? And why is it a forbidden coffee grinder? I think it's because it's too modern for the mortal realm. Because you know they're more of like the, the olden age. So technically, um, I don't think they're supposed to have that there. <laughs> the fa- it, it just now hit me reading that. It's the one that he snuck in. She's kept this the whole time. Did that hit you when you first read that? I Oh, I didn't until you mentioned it right now. I was like, that's <laughs> really cute. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce this. Do you know how to pronounce the god name right here? Uh, do you know uh, Asclepius? Uh, I don't know. I should have Googled this. I'm, I'm sure Google has like a, a translation for it. Anyway, this guy is a demigod, a doctor. Um, and by the looks of it, Hades banned Apollo because Apollo was here. And although in our our mortal like our time this would be a HIPAA violation but this guy's here exposing Hades and for infertility issues to his father yes his father Apollo and Apollo tells the world yes which <sighs> Apollo sucks <laughs> he really does he sucks eggs 
which I okay I know Apollo I think in like Greek mythology just like Zeus has a bunch of kids like like any god I guess Greek god um but this is the first time we actually get like a reveal that he has a child and I'm like who had this child with this man and please tell me it's not in a bad situation too which (sighs) I wonder though think about it Persephone could finally speak up and it's going to be like a me too movement Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it could be the same thing with Zeus too Zeus is going to be like having all of these women just start showing up because Persephone could be like the, the torch to light all of the fires up and be like, yeah, well, me too, over here. I'm just so glad that Mint isn't going to be able to light a torch since she's Mint. <laughs> I'm just going to see a shaking plant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I could see why um, Hades would ban Apollo. I thought whenever because you know he banned all sun gods technically which technically would be like um apollo's mother as well and i wonder if leto had some involvement in that you know Mm. because her in particular when he saw her in the underwhelm he was like i don't want you here no sun gods allowed remember and she's like oh yeah whatever floats away that's true so I'm sure she has some, like maybe she has some involvement with that. And I don't think he likes um, Leto because of the whole Hera issue too. And um, yeah, the sun gods are just all drama at that point. <laughs> they really are. <clears throat> this is why I'm a moon child and I'm up at night. You know what? They mentioned the infertility of Hades in this starts to go into an in- interesting route in this chapter when it comes to Persephone. <laughs> so I love that he's just like, there's nothing to be ashamed about and the facial expression of just like, whatever. But then you see she's just like, wait. And you have you have these different panels of I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And then what she says, I could make an air for you if you wanted. <laughs> And then it took them a moment to realize what she said. And in all concern, he's just like, Persephone! (laughs) And her explanation makes it so much, like, it's just screaming, sorry! I I meant, I meant there are more than one way to make a baby. I'm good at making stuff and, uh, you know, I'll make you some fire. (laughs) Which... uh... B has proclaimed that this fire is named Flame. <laughs> He's the cutest little flame ever. He's just gonna be a little fire segment, and I love him. He's so cute. It's so such a cute little flame chibi drawing. I just cannot. And these whole scenes of them just being like, I, I, I didn't mean it like this. I meant it like this, but I totally meant it like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've never been upset with Persephone. I absolutely love her until this next moment. Sorry, that was super inappropriate of me. I just burned it out. No! Flame is gone! No, keep talking about making him a, <laughs> an heir. Come on. It needs to happen. Like, And I, I love that the next thing she does is she just lays on the ground. Shame. You should be shame. No, I love flame. Why? <laughs> just, and I love that. Hades is just here like, okay, whatever. She's she's going through something. 
He's literally just sipping coffee in the background, like whatever. This just happened, and I'm okay with it. Like this feels like an everyday thing with her now. Like he's just here, like, eh, it's one of her her moments. It's okay. We'll move on. <laughs> I wish he was a little upset about Flame though, because Flame was precious. Mm-hmm. I wish they like they touched on it more. Is like an error you say you know it just if it's just pure like their own energy kicking in (laughs) oh my goodness they're gonna have purple children they really are purple blue i I would think like a dark blue would be really cool i would love that but now we have to touch on a purple person (laughs) oh my gosh purple people leaders anyway um (laughs) That is as drastic as a flip as the rest of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we go from Persephone in shame mode to now there's Zeus with a cigar in a behind the door. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's talking with his son. Yeah, I wasn't expecting such a transition because, you know, we were having such cute moments with Hades and Persephone and then we leap right into Zeus and I was like, I don't want to read about this guy, but it got really interesting because Ares, our guy over here, I love Ares, he's pretty cool and it was really interesting for him to be the one to kind of piece things together because this is in his area of expertise, technically, and I thought that was really interesting. He's here like, I have a theory. <laughs> so it's so funny you say that right as I have it pulled up with him. I have a theory. <laughs> His hypothesis. And I love the facial expression he has. He's just like, I'm I'm cutting through your BS, dad. So uh, I'm going to lay it out right now. You're very invested in Persephone. So much that you're willing to make your brother very angry. Mm-hmm. And this side glance that Zeus is just like, what you talking about? And so Aries continues how it doesn't make sense. And you're certainly no stranger to rewarding your kings. And then all of a sudden it brings in Poseidon, which I'm glad that he was brought in, but I have no idea how that's going to continue in any of this. Um, so he's just talking about, I love, he also acknowledges Persephone's beauty, saying that she is arguably one of the most beautiful goddesses that we've seen in years. And then you just, you see a glimpse of them getting married and it's Hades and Persephone. And I'm just like, this is so cute. So he's just building this big, you know, they should be together, but you want her. Why? Mm -hmm. Yes, I get. He definitely reads into it. It's like it all makes sense. It makes sense for these two to be together, and then he just kind of wraps it up really, really well. Because even here too, he mentions how like he has a hard time dealing with Demeter, and he like this would like solve everything, you know, with your whole Demeter situation. And no, he mentions his ego, and he's like, it's not about ego. So what is it? It's about war which I thought was freaking an awesome little conclusion on his part. So I was like, I was not expecting him to just piece together that, yeah, he wants war. <laughs> but I, I think that's a wonderful, like the exclamation in red 
And then right before that, it's about war. You see the passion and kind of irritation in Zeus's face. Like, it looks like he's about to bite his cigar off. Mm -hmm. And then you have the fist curled up, which is clearly a sign of anger. The shoulders are kind of like puffed out. This is war. It's just an all-inclusive panel of, ooh, what's about to happen? I feel like with um, the way he's looking at Aries here, too, he's like getting frustrated because of how easy he is to read. Because everyone can read him, you know? You yeah. could probably meet Zeus for like a couple minutes and you already kind of know what he's thinking in a way. If you see his face when Aries says, at first, I thought this was about ego, but it's not, is it? And you have this realization face with Zeus. He's just like, oh, he has this like crap have been caught kind of look. Yes, totally. Because I know the whole point of this trial, initially we kept seeing him all the time being like, no respect. I have no respect, no respect for me because they, they didn't want to inform me of this. They hid things from me. But that's not really the case, is it, Zeus? You, you have something else in mind. And maybe like... He at first thought this was about his ego. You know, he probably thought that this is all about him lacking respect from his Olympian people. And in reality, he's probably just probably very jealous of his older brother in a sense, because I feel like what he does with Hades a lot too, you know, he kind of demeans him in a way that makes him feel bigger. Zeus is a complete narcissist. He belittles others to make himself feel better. Mm -hmm. kind of like the person that's like i'm not doing so bad well why do you think that well i'm doing better than them that's not a comparison the comparison is yourself but okay yeah what do you think of that illustration of hades with persephone and that little kind of yeah the married wedding outfits and everything so i i think it's super cute and super awkward and the reason I say that is because if you notice, that's not their happy kind of smiling. They're both very straight faced. Um, they both also don't have pupils. Which makes me wonder what is going on here. But above that, when it talks about how she is arguably one of the most beautiful goddesses we've seen in years. Like, that is such a power picture. Mm -hmm. Persephone looks absolutely gorgeous. And then you see, I love that it's the blue background and some of the colored flowers on the bottom. So that kind of ties it in. I was hoping that we'd get, like, a glimpse of their wedding picture, I guess, quote, unquote, and it would have some of that happiness. But I guess this is... This isn't their telling of the story. This is Ares, and Ares is war. He's not going to be the vulnerable, the cute, the intimacy between these two. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's all right. It's just a different perspective. Yeah. 
I feel like with Aries right now, he's just analyzing what's going on with the trial and Zeus's partake in all of it. And yeah, you're right. They're not smiling in this picture and they kind of look like they're just um, zombies. They, yeah, they're just zombies. They're just there. And I don't know if this is just like Aries and I don't think Aries thinks badly of Hades, but I don't think his like his perception of Hades is probably more like a well, if we get Persephone to go marry him, you know, she's probably not going to be very happy about it, you know, because everyone's assumption is that she's not happy with Hades. And maybe this is just like, a, well, there you go. Together you bar. Yeah. I also think that potentially this is, this picture, this panel is just the, the business side of it. And the reason I say that is because the bubble right before it says Hades has a lot of resources that you rely on. So he's playing on the logos aspect of this argument. He's just trying to logically rationalize with Zeus right now. So on a logical aspect, the wedding's not going to have that ethos. Mm -hmm. This is literally just a logical Ta-da! It in the higher up, he even said that it's clear they're meant to be together. Yeah. So I think the picture is just the rationalization that they're supposed to be together and none of the other argument aspects. Yeah, like they're not thinking about the intimacy of it all. They're just thinking about the what do we get out of this marriage kind of thing. Yeah, there, there's Kronos, there's Ethos, there's Logos, and I think it's that three. Kronos, Ethos, Logos. I want to say that's it. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's time, it's emotion, and it's rationality. Mm-hmm. The logic of it. Yeah. You know, you're. it was an interesting um, point you made about Poseidon's photo. Because he does say, you certainly are no stranger to rewarding your kings. And the first, you know, photo we see is a Poseidon. But we don't get like a picture of like Hades getting a reward. You know, it's about Poseidon gaining rewards. So there is that favoritism there because you even mentioned like, well, what does this have to do with it? How much of a reward has Hades received from Zeus in a sense, you know? Yeah. We also, we really don't know anything about Poseidon. We don't know much about his character. A lot of what we talk about when it comes to him is just assumptions. Mm -hmm. And in this picture, you know, you see him with a crown and all of this gold around him. But that doesn't really show who he is. He's kind of painted like like a puppy. We don't know anything about him. He's a golden puppy. <laughs> He's a golden puppy. <laughs> like, I know um, Poseidon got to pick his world, you know. Mm-hmm. He got to pick that he would get to go to underwater and stuff. Like, I'm going to go live in water. And Hades is just kind of like, there you go. There's the underworld. Oh, here's a puppy, too. He, I mean, technically, he did get a puppy. He got Cerberus. Um, Who is precious. Yes. Best dog. Best boy. Um <laughs> But definitely, I feel like, you know, there's a 
there's a differences in his opinion towards his brothers. And I feel like he definitely is closer to Poseidon just because he did have like Poseidon was not in Kronos as long as Hades. He was in there for a lot of a shorter time. And so that's why he was able to get over his trauma a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. But the like with um, Zeus, I'm assuming Zeus had his time with Poseidon and he was able to get close to him. So there's like a there's a there's a little bit of a you know a bit of bias I guess when it comes to that. Yeah, you know what? In the first the first few episodes, when Hades is going to Zeus's party, you can kind of see that like power struggle that Zeus has because he wants to be like, oh this is my wife. This is my house. What have you been doing? And it's, you talked about the whole Kronos thing, and it made me think about how Hades was first. He's the firstborn. He's the first brother. And so Zeus is trying to be on top, but he's having that power struggle because he knows that that's not where he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Potentially, I don't know. We need to. Sh- we should have a, ser- a series of theories. Yes. Ooh, Ooh. tongue twister time. <laughs> It'll be coming one day, guys. Don't worry. We will have some more theories on that in the future. I for sure definitely think that. Um, he. I feel like you're right. He has a power struggle going on because he knows that his position, technically, he didn't earn it. He wasn't rewarded it. He just took it. You know. And for like everyone else, they were given it. And yeah, I feel like he's like his ego plays a big part in his decision making. But at the same time, I feel like his insecurities play a big part in his irrationalities. Yeah. So no matter how big of a narcissist you are and how big you think you are, you still suck somehow. Really. <laughs> so for his sake, I am very curious where this chapter is going to take us because I think it's interesting that Aries is our little bit of an instigator in this situation. He is the one playing his cards right. And I'm curious what Aries is going to get out of this. Cause I know he just loves war. You know, he knows when it's around and he's here like, yeah, I'm going to dip my toes in it and see what's going on. But what is he going to do about it? It makes me wonder if he's going to try to feed into it and start the war or if he's trying to prevent it before it happens. I see that's a that's a really good one right there i'm really curious where i could go it could go either way honestly oh oh new idea just happened as i said that aries is his son and chronos ate a fertility goddess to take power what if his son's trying to figure out if persephone is a fertility goddess so that aries can eat him and overtake zeus oh my god I could totally see that. There's so many theories. Let's see. That's where we're like, he could be doing this. He could be doing that. And whatever he's doing, it's not, I don't think it's, I don't think it's playing in Zeus's area. You know, he's he's trying to combat it for sure. Because I think out of all of the sons, he for sure doesn't like his dad the least. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Because there's Hephaestus, there's Ares. And then he has that other daughter with um, Hera and who knows how many other children he's got. Um, but the main ones that we do know of, there's Athena, which is pretty chill. I don't think she's ever trying to like attack Zeus. But Ares, I definitely think, because remember, 
he's got a lot of beef with his own dad, considering that Zeus slept with Aphrodite, which was Ares's girlfriend. And yeah, that can make him pretty mad. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think I would be upset if my dad slept with, we should probably flip roles for this. I would be upset if my mom slept with my husband. <laughs> I was about to say my dad slept with my husband and that would have been a whole new story. Woo. That's something you wouldn't believe it. if you did. <laughs> Your parents don't listen to the podcast, do they? <laughs> No, no, they don't. Okay, we're, we're good there. <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. Oh my gosh. Man, this, this episode gave us a lot of content. I was really intrigued by all of the characters and we got cute parts and then we got some meat in the story at, so far. So I'm really curious where the trial is going to take us because now that Aries is poking buttons at Zeus, I wonder if this is going to affect the trial decisions. Because I wonder if he's already made a prior decision before this occurred. And maybe now he's going to try to like, well, I don't want to prove Aries right. I'm going to try to like mess with the plan. Yeah, I really feel like this chap, this chap, this episode did really good at giving us enough details that we're still in like intrigued on what's going on and it carries the story. But it just opened up so many loose ends that we we don't know what is going on. At this point, we have no idea what's going on with this trial. We don't know what's going to happen to Hades. We already know that they have they love each other and that they're getting closer and more intimate more and more. So we don't have to worry about that now. But what's what is going on with this trial? What is what is truly going to be the verdict? Mm -hmm. When do we know what's going on with that trial? What is Apollo going to do to try to make this about him? Yeah. There's just, there's so many loose ends. Mm -hmm. And there's so much potential to it going to complete chaos and being absolutely a mess. And, you know, this could lead to anything when it comes to Persephone too. Like her fate and whatever Zeus decides to do on her part, uh, it could be really troubling because... He could absolutely ruin her day and be like, you're going to go marry Apollo because you know what? I want war. You know what? Aries is right. And then I if that was her punishment, I might rage quit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really I really might. Uh, I really don't hope I really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I would suspect that Hades would like burn the Olympus down and, you know all his power and technically a lot of people always say that Hades is indeed the most powerful of all the gods because even though Zeus is up there and like in power Hades got a whole army with him the undead and um then there's the whole he's got he's just he's just got everything and then he has all of the he has the titans he has them all tied up down there you know he's got Kronos down there he literally like un he could unchain the worst things mm -hmm. back onto Olympus. Daddy Hades is not someone to mess with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you already got a taste of what he could do. He's gonna be like, I could do so much worse. He's like, heck yeah, you can. <laughs> and I expect it. 
And, you know, here, like, whatever happens to Persephone 2, um, they mention it in the chapter when uh, Ares is like, yeah, you would step on Demeter's toes, but what could she really do? You know what she could do? She could starve everybody because she is literally like the goddess of like harvest and, you know, and she controls nature essentially over there. I think with um, the actual myth, I don't know if it's going to be touching on the actual like Lore Olympus storyline, but I think in the myths, she's here causing an endless winter because she's just so sad that her daughter isn't with her anymore, which I could see Demeter do it. Just be like, boohoo, Persephone, and then just yeah, potentially killing everybody. And then, <laughs> or it could be something completely different. So my brain went, like, was listening to you, but I was also tracking the idea of if, if her punishment is to marry Apollo, Persephone going Titan and eating Apollo. Oh my God. Imagine her. Imagine her. The queen. Yes, queen. The queen. Consume him. (laughs) Just that. Yeah. Just that. And then spit him out. And then do it again. (laughs) Just eat him once. Just eat him once. Or she could be like the Titans on Attack on Titan, where they don't like digest. They just regurgitate at some point. It's this nasty ball of waste. Yeah, there we go. Every time I say Titan, I go back to, you know, Attack on Titan. <laughs> it, it's all about the armored Titan. I don't care what everybody says. You know, out of everyone's Titan, yeah, everyone's Titan form in this series, we got to compare it to like a Titan form on the show. Who in Hades is Titan form B? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, because I love Hades and I love Rainer, I would say that he is the armored Titan. Mm-hmm. But I could also back that up with saying that he's armored with his emotions. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Persephone would be like the, the female Titan. It just makes the most sense. Would she be the female Titan or would she be the dancing Titan? Because I could see that. Mm-hmm. I also see that like since she's like fertility and she's got a lot to do with like creation, she could be like the founder almost. Hmm. And then... I also think Ares would be a very good armor titan or even the attack titan. Technically, that would make the most fitting sense. War. I could see Ares as the ape titan because he he would be able to control war. Therefore, the ape titan, you know, controls other titans and makes them do what he wants. So I could see that one. Mm -hmm. That's a very good one. I like that. Ooh, any other titan forms? Who would Zeus be? I would say he's a colossal, but Bertold is kind of nice, and Zeus isn't. <laughs> okay, let's. <gasps> Ooh, Zeus is Hysteria's dad. Uh, okay, I get. Yeah, yeah. The power struggle. The power struggle, and then. How in Attack on Titan, he becomes a Titan, but he's not a fully deformed Titan and he grinds his face off. That is Zeus. That is Zeus right now being a douche nozzle with this whole trial. There we go. Girl, you got it, Lynn. There you go. Ah! Applause for B. Landing. 
top 10 landing right there. What kind of ratings are we doing here? We're like, okay, we got Titans. Let's see. <laughs> what kind of weebs are we? <laughs> you know how much detail we had to go in our heads to be like, they could be this one because this matches their personality. <laughs> I'm proud of us. You I know. know. What? That was a lot of analysis. We were scientists right there. That was the whole scientific method. There we go. That's a hypothesis and theory. And we're just like analyzing and observing, (laughs) asking questions. We just did a whole science project. There we go. This is why when we were actually in science class together in high school, we were drawing. Gooby taught me how to color because all of my artwork was black and white. And she's like, why do you do this? And I was like, because color takes away from it. She's like, you're not coloring right. <laughs> so we took a few weeks to learn how to color. And there we go. Art. Art, my friends. You know, I was the same way at one point. I was like, man, I'm not, I, I, I don't want to color it because I'm going to ruin the whole picture of it. And I told myself, I got to challenge myself. It can, it can look pretty. <laughs> And at some point I, I managed to nail it. So there we go. That's exciting. And now you're an artist that should be making your own webtoon if you had time. <laughs> if I had time, yes. I would still make a webtoon. I wish I could finally post a picture of just the characters. Like if I can just find some time to like get a picture up, I would do that at least, you know. Then I would be happy with myself. I did something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh yeah, we're starting to derail from the, the analysis. Please, I'm so sorry. I, I feel like we already touched on a lot. That's probably why we're derailing. We're like, yeah, we already snapped in on what Aries is going to do. We already know what kind of Titan he's going to be. And <laughs> so I am so glad that you came on to this big discussion. I can't wait to have another one with you with our friend Panda. You guys, we miss Panda so much. And we are so excited for her to come on and discuss more Lore Olympus maybe some eternal nocturnal in the future Mm -hmm. (laughs) and maybe even some more we do we anticipate maybe a roasting episode which would be incredibly fun (laughs) and so we we got a lot of ideas and we're just having a lot of fun together so thank you so much for coming on to this discussion if you want to tell anything to the audience go ahead audience i would read it if you have more self-control than I do then you can wait however if you're like me and you had to fast pass it I understand it is worth it thank you so much for letting me be on now like I absolutely love the in-depth of the single chapter of the single episodes because they're just so in-depth right now yes they're very very juicy and I'm really glad that um I decided to do this because um sometimes I don't have the patience to like wait on those episodes to come in because by the time um, maybe an episode comes out and I'm already doing like the, I try to do like multiple in one episode at times. Uh, I feel like, man, I'm impatient. <laughs> I just want to get it out there. So, and it's fun discussing it with you and everything. Cause it's like, we bounce off each other. We got ideas and then we start, we start thinking about more ideas. So that's always real fun. Yes. So we're going to call it off in a little bit. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this fun little episode and hope to see you guys again. All right. Bye. Bye. I would like to take a moment to thank my wonderful co-host and friend B for joining me on this discussion of Lore Olympus. If you would like to reach out to her at all, I will leave links to her and all of her social media in the description box below. 
Let me know your thoughts and opinions of what we discussed today in this episode by messaging me through either of my social media handles. Both my Twitter and Instagram handles are at the tomb balloon. I would love to hear from you. Also, definitely tell me any other webtoons, anime, or manga you are interested in. I may talk about them in future episodes. The Tomb Balloon podcast can be listened to on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and more. Now, let's end this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today and taking the time to listen to my humble podcast. I look forward to talking with you again. This is the Toon Balloon Podcast. I was your host, Gooby. See you next time.